Okay, we got a great episode for you guys today. I think you guys are thoroughly going to enjoy it. Now, before we get into the episode, we got to talk to you about a couple things. The first thing being our store, bombhole.com. Buds, what do we got going on over there? We got a nice little online bodega for you. Oh, it's a bodega. It's a bodega. We got t-shirts, hoodies, keychain, stickers, bumper stickers. Yeah, the stickers are hitting. You can also find a link to our Patreon, which is a huge, huge support to the show. One of the only reasons we're able to do it is because of our Patreon. But if you don't have any money and you still want to support the show, what can you do, buds? You know what? You can subscribe. You can leave us a comment. Hit five stars. goes so far for us. It actually helps us get sponsors. So do us a favor and uh, hook up those reviews for us. Yeah, don't be afraid to write a review. And uh, with that being said, let's get into the episode. Here we go. You are listening to the Bomb Hole. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. Go slide down in big hills. You know what I mean? On a big, nice burgundy snowboard. Okay, here we go again. We are back in the booth at the Bomb Hole, which is presented by Liquid Death and Pub Beer. Now, Stony Buds, how we doing, my dog? So good, my dog. Always love to hear that. To my left, we have Jason Ellis in the booth. What's happening, Jason? What's up, dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I got dice. Why'd you guys give me dice? We're going to play dice in a little bit. It's part of the game. Yeah, have you seen Jake Brown's sick new board game? I have not. Shh. Uh, End Zone. Oh, okay. I highly recommend it, everybody. I don't think you can get it yet, but he sent me like a prototype and he got like a, so it's dice and you got to roll it down the board and there's two sides, kind of looks like football. There's like end zones and then little little last 20 pointer at the very end. It's pretty, like he's got all the scoring. It's like a certain. Can you gamble on it? Is Fuck it? yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, we're yeah, in. As long we're as you can gamble, we're in. Up. Yeah, Jake wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, if, if you live under a goddamn rock and you don't know who Jason Ellis is, he's a pro skater turned uh, radio juggernaut from Australia, current host of Hawk vs. Wolf, <laughs> the Jason Ellis show, and a giant powerhouse wrecking ball. Of a skateboarder, according to Todd Richards, quote unquote. Yeah, <laughs> Todd Richards, you're so old for saying that. <laughs> that yeah, dates us. When I was a powerhouse, that was a long time ago. I was just uh, did some squats today. At, uh, what gym was that? The sect. Yeah, and then I stopped doing those because I realized that I need all the legs I can get. This is altitude, and then uh, you know, obviously being old and not skateboarding that much, and I want to skateboard today. And I was like, if you do any more squats you will be even worse than you already are. So mm-hmm. sorry, Todd Richards, to let you down, but the powerhouse, whew, she's lacking lacking in juice right now. So <laughs> I, uh, you almost you almost fainted in there earlier. Yeah. Like you almost had a tip over? Yeah, I think maybe I was pretty uh, – I didn't get that much water. Been a pretty busy day yesterday. I didn't get around to getting water, and then in my room I was like, hey, can I get some room water to the room? And it was just four little bottles, and I snapped them – and realized that I was really thirsty. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you're in Utah. There's probably altitude. And who cares? Just sleep it off and wake up and drink some water. But I don't think I've caught up yet. I feel like I've still got cotton mouth since mm-hmm. – I've had cotton mouth since yesterday. And then doing those squats, I don't do a lot of that. Uh, and then, yeah, they, I, I really didn't even work out. I barely even got my heart rate up. But I just felt woozy for a second. And I was like, okay, because I was making my decision when I was doing the squats. Are you going to keep doing this? Or are you going to fucking skate today? Because you you can't do both, dude. So I was like, you know what? I hadn't made the decision. And then when I felt like I was going to faint, I was like, there you go. Make the call. Mm. But then I did jujitsu and I didn't faint. So I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, there you go. And now you're uh, I feel great. right here sitting 
in your natural uh, habitat. Yeah, this banter, is usually, yep. banter marathon. Well, we've been talking about Richards. We're going to get right into a guest question from Todd Richards. Here we go. Yes! <laughs> hey, Bombhole, Todd Richards here with a question for my old buddy Jason Ellis. <laughs> hey, Ellis, I've seen that you've been skating a bunch lately. Uh, you took kind of some time off from skating, and now you're getting back into it. So I want to hear about, you know, the vert struggle, you know, with having those tricks be there in your head, but you not physically being able to put them down the way that you used to um, and what you're doing to kind of combat that. Wow. And also, uh, I'd like to know about how much damage was caused at Ken Block's house when you nuked his toilet in Encinitas. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Did I? Sounds like it. I didn't. I mean, when I lived at Ken Block's house, I was definitely like uh, an alcoholic drug addict. Um, so if I did destroy his bathroom, I, I'm not. De- oh, <laughs> now it's coming back to you, huh? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Wait, I didn't do. Did I do that? I didn't do that. His bathrooms did some weird thing where they leaked out and trashed his whole house. Oh, oh shit! Okay. And he had to like. Everybody had to leave the house for a long time because mm. they had to like replace the floors. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that, Todd Richards, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you probably left, and then all of a sudden they just pointed the blame hey, at the first easy, person yeah. that wasn't around. Easy target. Was I remember he took a huge poop in there. I remember that. I think Ken like let me stay in the pool house until his house was fixed. And if it's true, if it's from me destroying it, then wow, what a friend. But I already loved Ken Block. Ken Block did things for me that. You know, when you're Danny Wayne and you're Colin McKay and you're something special, I, don't, I mean, it's a, it pisses me off, but it's life. When you're really good at stuff, people give you shit and they let you get away with shit. And I never, I always wanted to be that person because um, it's looked cool from the other side. But now that I've had a taste, it's unfair. And now I don't feel worthy around the normal. So I'd rather just be normal and not have smoke blown up my ass anymore I, I like to be a little reality based but first i had to get the smoke blown up my ass to know for sure mm-hmm. but i never liked that kind of thing and even more so now i don't answer to those people anymore and ken block was a person that was letting me live at his house sure i was on dc but i was on dc because i was funny and i kept danny happy you said the same ken said that i talked to him yeah, yesterday. He's, like, he's like we kept them on because we love them we yeah. love them having them around yeah, was danny awesome. was like i can't have people too good coming to the mega ramp and jason's not that good but he, <laughs> but, he but he'll go for it and he, you know what i mean so, so he was a perfect guy to have at the mega ramp because i'm like you know i'll be like make that shit you pussy I couldn't do it, but I, but he knew I was for real. Like I, I, I definitely I don't have that much ability, but I'm I'm uh, I'm scared, but I'll I will fucking face anything. Like mm-hmm. whatever fear you have, I'm not saying I'm like oh man fearless. I'm terrified, but that alone makes it a war for me. I'm like oh my god, I'm terrified. Okay then, well then let's fucking figure this out and fight because you need to win this, dude. You never you can't back out. Like so it's like a little thing that I have from childhood that gets good things happen sometimes, but. Sometimes not so good from because I don't like I said I don't have that ability you know. R- Richard said that you would take slams at demos and but you know what we always talk about on the show is like you know you can be really good at something but there's a degree of showmanship that's important like especially with skating or snowboarding you know for us that's our world and and there's people that are great but they lack that flavor or that and, and the toss I call it yeah is that what you call it yeah, yeah, yeah call let's it. dive into that let's talk about yeah the toss it's about I mean that's the that's when uh, sports become art like to me it's not what you do it's how you do it. Always mm-hmm. has been to the point where I apologized to Andy McDonald recently because I vibed Andy McDonald for 25 years because his style was bad. I was like, I can't even take you serious. Who does those tricks? You know, Crail, 
fucking fronts it is. The fuck is the point of that? But now I'm like, you, you're like a skate racist. You know, you're like a, a skate supremacist. Like, if you don't tuck your knee, you're not friends with that guy? Are you fucking uh. serious? But that's how I rolled for the longest time. And I had a squad that agreed. You know what I mean? All my friends all did the correct <laughs> frontside airs. The industry approved. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. so bad. But yeah. we, were, we were like that. So I, I definitely am less about that as everyone else's thing. But to me, I, I used to concentrate on how my hand left the board where my hands were when I was coming in backwards. You know what I mean? To me, like Jason Jesse was the best air to fakie and pivot to fakie and he'd have his forearm up and Krishna Soy did the front sit air with the other forearm up. So my fucking forearms were all over me all the time. I was just tossing on as much as I could. Every time I was in an air, I was, every time I'd land, I do Alib Smith and then I do some, I don't even know what I do, but it's a fucking bullshit artist. It's like a dance. <laughs> <laughs> I come out of that shit like, whoa, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm combing some hair I don't have. Fucking yeah. like idiot. But it makes you, but it makes the trick a thousand times better. You know what I mean? Like I ain't doing it. I'm doing it for that feeling, you know, for my, that, that, that shit eating grin you get on your face <laughs> that no one has to be around to see, you know, mm-hmm. like fucking this car. This asshole let me. I got a fucking i8 BMW, and I don't. It's not my car, and I pin that shit, <laughs> and it gives the same. I get the same stupid face as I get from when I do a, a good LU backside Smith grind. I'm like, <laughs> dickhead, oh, yeah. you know. It's oh, like yeah. that thrill. Well, I like what you were saying earlier. There, just you know, the 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 toss as you called it, but the you know Robert Green, not to be book fucking nerd elitist right now, but he he has this. Words that hit me like a ton of bricks the other day, but it, he said people's power lies in their uniqueness. There, you know, that's your that's your superpower, your ability yeah. to be unique. But yet in action sports, we find everybody seems to dress a certain way, do this industry approved tricks, do the industry approved prove clothing yeah, you get pulled and, into the and, corporate and you and then you get fucking hated on if you don't follow if you don't yeah. fit this mold but really if people realize like as, as you start to realize like no i want the guy that's fucking over here in left field i want fucking ellis or what whoever it is you know it's it's harder like the the better i was the harder it was to want to be myself you know i mean it felt like it i mean you had to do a certain tricks in in a certain amount of time that started to take away from my style or my or my selection of tricks to the point where I wasn't impressed with what I was doing and I wasn't having fun doing it either. That's not what I want to do. I like doing stuff that is probably less impressive to a judge, but more like, I, I mean, if you can do, that's why I love uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Wilkins. This dude, oh, yeah. f- like everything he does, the selection is, it's done the, it's done in the best way possible. And his technical ability is like through the roof. So it's to me, he's the greatest skateboarder that ever lived. Cause I, he's, he's, he's Chris Miller with, Danny Way's tricks. Mm-hmm. It's like that's that's the be all end all. It's yeah. over. This is there's never going to be another better than him. This Big is old fun. backside. That's how good air. he looks. Backside always where he tucks his knee to me is the greatest skateboard trick I've ever seen. Because mm-hmm. people don't when you only when you go to disaster. You you're back. No, oh that I know. Oh God, how do you not? Some hang of them up? are fucking you over your up? head. Yeah, like how's like, that even real? Just dude, Ollie five forties over your head. Mm-hmm. He's a subhuman. But getting to Todd Richards' question, because that was the best question I've ever been asked since I started skateboarding again. It's fucking hell, Todd. (laughs) It's a fucking nightmare. My body doesn't respond the way it used to. And because, you know, those that feeling you get where the skateboard part is the easy part. You're just thinking about the tricks you're doing. 
I'm still finding it hard to do the skateboard part. So it's super hard to just enjoy myself because I'm usually sort of, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, whoa, look out, whoa. I'm always off balance or something. So lately, it's funny. I didn't want to do it, but Tony was like, kick the bendy, man. You could do that. And I was like, I feel like that's jumping the gun. You know, like I'm, I'm only just back and I'm getting backs of theirs back and they're not safe. They're, they're tricks. They feel like tricks. And then like, that's not how it used to be, mm-hmm. which is answering Todd, Todd's question. It is hard, but I feel like because I left for so long and I let go of being good at something and I just want to, I just want to skateboard uh, purely because I'm a skateboarder and I want that back. I just want that feeling back. I don't want, I don't want a photo. I don't give a, f- like, don't point at me. Like, as a matter of fact, don't fucking film me. I, mm. I'm like, this is personally for me. Mm. I do a trick and I put, and I post it on my Instagram and I look at it and I go, fucking eggplant is almost like you used to do, dude. Like, you fucking, you're there. And then, yeah, you know, then this kick the bindi nightmare started where I did, went for four days straight trying to make it. But in the process, I did backsidairs so many times that my backsidair became a backsidair again. So it was this weird thing where I'm getting pissed that I can't make a kickflip mini. And, of course, the pain is setting in because I'm old. Uh, I blew my uh, ACL out in jiu-jitsu like three months ago. So I, I, I can't knee slide. So I'm doing this weird sort of flop thing when I hit the ground. And it's like knocking my hips out and shit. So I'm, I'm aching. But the backsidair... I think on the fourth day, after doing it four days in a row, the backs of air, I was like, "There, there's the coping. And this is, I've been skating for three months. And for the first time in three months, I was like, there's the fucking coping. And I was like, oh, it is on. <clears throat> but then I did a kick for Bindi for an hour and I was like, oh, it is over. Like, I cannot walk. I cannot mm-hmm. stand. And I'm like, oh, interesting. And isn't it funny how when you're 49, you get about 45. If you really eat right, sleep the night before, maybe an hour, 20 but you're pushing it. You, your legs are wobbling. And that was, I took a gap. Like I quit when my, my body was still good enough. I never got wobbly legs in an hour. Like what the fuck is that? You'd have to be sick or something. But now you know, I skate with Tony and Tony, we both have discussions about how he's like, yeah, about after about an hour, I get out of here because we get the shakes. And then when the legs shake, we're going to get hurt. And I'm like, he can't do what he used to do made me feel way better. I'm like, oh, but we're still here doing it the best way we can. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it's, uh, it takes out the, 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 the people of skateboard, like the opinions of skateboarding. And it's just like, you're my friend. We've been skateboarding together our whole lives. And he's like, I know you took a gap. I know what you had to do. You went to LA to make it. You knew you weren't going to get paid in skateboarding. And you fucking went for it and you fucking made it. And now you're back. Hell yeah. So there's no weird thing where I feel like some people are like, oh, so you just quit. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't even, how much I give a fuck about that is I don't even have an answer for it. Like I, <laughs> I got, I did, I did what I did. You can fucking, I don't care. But to be back there and ride with him and knowing that, you know, we're going to die sooner than we were. It's every day there is magical. Like mm-hmm. it, even the, even the hour and a half of kickflip bindi bales, I was skating with Tony Hawk, and Fucking I'm a. back. I can still ride a little bit. So, dude, uh, you know what the analogy I think of sometimes is with uh, that stuff. It's like you know the it's like an old dog that uh, wants to chase the ball, mm. but you know he, he's got all the heart in the world. Yeah. You can see him kind of limping out there after the ball. He doesn't quite have. He never but, stops. But he's, he's not going to stop chasing yeah. that yeah, ball. Notice how take him a little while. You bring up a dog. It's a good point. If you're a little smarter than a dog. 
then there's these emotions that come with it. Like a dog, an old dog that runs after the ball, he doesn't know that he's running after it slower than he did when he yeah. was younger. Uh, yeah. We yeah. do. Yeah. So there's this ego thing Dude. where, where mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I, sometimes uh, it's funny. Now if someone goes, yeah, Alice, on some shit where I'm like, that's not even good. Mm-hmm. I'm accepting of that now. Yeah. But when I was on the end of my road before I retired – and like Pierre, Luke, or somebody be like, yeah, Alice for like some shitty kick Flabini in the corner or whatever. And I'd be like, dude, don't give me no fucking sympathy mm-hmm. pat on the back. Like, <laughs> but well, now I'm like, yeah, just happy to be out there. And if you're like, you're, you're doing, like I, Stevie did a backside yesterday. Cab doing a backside is nothing, but it it's classic to mm-hmm. me. Even if it was a foot and a half out, I'm like, you know what I mean? We're, we're fucking still here, man. Like shitty, old and gray. It's amazing. And still here. So mm-hmm. it's, so fuck everybody. Well, I Tony it. never took a break too. So he—that's he a, a big advantage. He's, he's, he's yeah. a freak. He's a freak. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't count. count. That break really sets you back. The other, yeah, yeah. The other thing too, it's like when it's your career, you put this pressure on yourself, and you, there's this like mental torture of like when you you don't feel like you're you're doing it to the best of your ability. That struggle with the ego and everything else, and now. You know, it seems like it's more like if you were into golf. It's like fucking golf, right? Like it's like I just go do this thing because I love it, and I don't, I don't need anybody to film me. Or right. like it's like a pure recreation as opposed to the pressure of a job. Yeah, which makes it a thousand times more fun. Yes. Yeah, 100%. but it's funny how the kick for Bindi is was so interesting to me as to why I would can why I would still do it when I first tried it. It was so far away. Why did you come back and keep doing that? Mm-hmm. When you could have just gone back to doing your little backsliders and Indias and float around the ramp, what happened there? Like, you, it's my old habit of skateboarding. Like, mm-hmm. if you're, it's in there. That trick's trying to tell <laughs> me that I can't have it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, you you fuck with the wrong guy. I'll stay here for the rest of my fucking life until I make that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? So you're kind of proud of yourself, mm-hmm. but you're also. You know, a couple of times in that hotel room where my wife was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, no, I'll be all right. You know what I mean? And I, I was walk. Like, and she's like, I thought we were going on vacation. And I'm like, oh, we are. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in the jacuzzi with you, you know, stretching, fucking dying. I'm like, this is the, this is, this is what we are, you know? Like, get a, change it or, or accept it. All right, Stony Buds, a.k.a. Eastone, a.k.a. Ethan. Yeah, we're hearing that a lot on the podcast these days, huh, bud? Yes, we are. <laughs> you know what it's time for? It's the bomb hole of the week, which is presented by our friends over at Volcom. Let's talk about it. We're going to be talking about ZipTech jacket-to-pant interface today. So what, what are the benefits of this ZipTech you speak of? Basically, it's going to keep the elements out while you're up there shredding, keeping you dry, keeping you out longer, just making you have a happier day. You know what I mean? When you're wet and cold, you're not having a good time. When and you're I don't, dry I don't care and cozy. What skill level you're yes. at. You're going to be either catching a snow snake on your edge and bailing as a beginner, or if you're like Pat Moore, Volcom Team Rider, harsh, harsh tomahawking going on. Just talks, tossing that carcass into a nine, ending up just cartwheeling down the hill, probably ass over tea kettle, mm-hmm. what, like 10 times maybe on a, Absolutely. on a good day? Pat Moore is almost one of the reasons why we started the bomb hole because he puts such ferocious bomb holes in the landing on exactly. average. Exactly. <laughs> so the one thing to protect him. Is, is this ZipTech you speak of? And I heard the technology is compatible. Yes, it's compatible with older Volcom jackets to the newer jackets. So if you want to upgrade your system this year, you don't need to get both, but you might want to if you want to look fresh. It's very, very easy to use. Your jacket just zips to your pants, keeping that barrier to winter and uh, going to keep you warm and dry all day. Okay, well, let's talk about this giveaway we're doing. Yes, we're going to be doing a giveaway where a Volcom team rider is going to be picking out the best bale bomb hole 
or bail of the week. And what you have to do is hashtag Volcom Bomb Proof. Hashtag Volcom Bomb Proof. You go on your Insta, you upload a good bail ski from the day, and then you hashtag Volcom Bomb Proof. And, uh, you know, one of those riders will, will pick a winner. You'll get some bomb hole gear. you get some Volcom gear. Also, at the bomb hole and at Volcom Snow. And then maybe Reed Smith or Pat Moore, one of their riders, is going to pick a winner. Maybe Scott Blum even. We'll see. Different rider each week is going to pick a winner of your best bail. Well, one thing we were talking about earlier is, is jiu-jitsu. Uh, you know, Buds and I are both completely unfamiliar with that world. Mm. I'd be, I, want, I want you to sell me on it. Sell me on, sell me on it. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Stay, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't okay. do it. Because I think it would be awesome to be able to fuck people up. Like, I'd love yeah, to be like, Just oh, learn yeah, how to I punch g- somebody in the head really hard. Yeah, that's all I need to do? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to, you mean like punch somebody at a bar or something? I'm just saying, like, it would be nice to walk down the street and know, like, okay, like, I don't have any self-defense skills, so, like, it would be nice to know, like, I, like I'm like i 0-2, my bar fight record's 0-3, I think, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not looking, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't have a good fight record. I don't you even know, have, I have a, a record. Have a good, record. means you have a good time at the bar, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah. If well, you win, to. you're, like, sober waiting to knock somebody out, which is, what an asshole that yeah. is. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, I just, I see a lot of people, a lot of our friends are into it, and uh, I, I want to know the draw, you know? I mean, it depends on who you are. But if you were insecure or something in 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 uh, in that kind of way, and you train enough to build some confidence, then yeah, it's life changing. Because I feel like some dudes have like a weird inferior thing with themselves, like over the top thing with that. So it both goes both ways. Like you think you're hot shit and you can knock anybody out, or you you are well aware of that. And whenever there's confrontation, you get very scared because uh, you know that you don't want to get hurt. And then every time afterwards, you think about how you were scared and, and what a coward you are. And then that burns and does some other thing in your life. So yeah, sometimes putting in the work and learning to choke, you know, mean another man learning how to, you know I mean? Move out of the way of a punch of another man and punching him back and knowing that you have that. Yeah. There's confidence in it, but it's overrated. Like you'd probably be better going to therapy. Okay. <laughs> perfect. You know, like I feel like to me, I'm not using it. Like I wouldn't. Like somebody was talking shit on the street yesterday, and I was like, I, I'm the perfect guy for this. Like I'll dust this guy, and everybody be like, Yay, thank you. You know what I mean, citizen? That guy was freaking us out. I'm like, Let's. You know, okay, maybe a couple punches. You know, maybe throws one. Maybe it skims me or something. Then I got to get him on the ground and fucking choke his ass out. So it's concrete. So I'm gonna get cut. I'm gonna get my arms cut. My knees cut. And then I'm going to choke this cunt out until he fucking sleeps. And then I got to wake him up. Because if I don't wake him up, that's murder. So I got to do it. I got to know when he goes to sleep. I got to let go. After he goes to sleep, I hang on too long. And then police come and dude with a wolf tattoo on his head choked out a drunk guy. Probably going to jail too. And it's like, well done, citizen. It doesn't work like that. This ain't Hollywood, dude. Like you can't, Usually if you fight someone, you lose. Even when you win. Unless it's at the gym. So to me, I love fighting in the gym. I love sparring my friends. I don't love fighting, like real fighting. I don't love that. I'm not angry. I mean, I'm a little bit angry, but I'm not um, violent. I'm not, I don't want to hurt you. Like, I don't want to, like, make your eyes not work and shit. I know how, but I don't want to do that. I just want to train it with my other friends that know how to do it. And we do, it's like skateboarding to me. If I can do it and make it look good. If I can like slip a punch and slap back 
and stand where I oh, know that swagger. I look good. There's swagger. There's style. Oh, fuck totally, yeah. yeah, like yeah, fuck you, yeah. You watch the guys walk in the ring with their fucking swagger and shit. Too, Some yeah. people have wax styles too. Yeah, Some people wax are like, yeah. Okay, fuck yeah, good. yeah. Interesting. So, so what you're saying is almost wor- basically like go sit with a therapist, work on yourself, get a little inner contentment, inner peace, and then you don't need to fight, and then you feel great. And nobody can really rock you. Because that's the wrong reason to get good at MMA. See, I have younger brother syndrome. My older brother mm. beat the shit out of me, so I got this pent up angst where I just yeah. I, I want to be able to I want to be able to fuck some people up. Yeah. You know, well, go to the gym. Yeah, I mean you're an athlete, so go to the gym, I, learn how to do it. Dude, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do at our jiu jitsu. A little bit less satisfying. Uh, it's quick, like uh, it takes longer for that to be more satisfying because there's a lot more. Uh, it's not normal for a body to understand that. So for a while, you kind of feel like a bit of an idiot. You're kind of just rolling on people and squeezing their heads, and you don't know what's happening. Boxing, start throwing punches. Pretty like you guys understand. Like my f- hand hits your face. That's good. If it doesn't, that's that's good. Whatever. And then kicking knees elbows they all kind of make sense they, they like it's more satisfying instantly you get to hit pads some coach guy will hold pads for you and you mm, can crack him good for the self-esteem yeah and what, then what got you in there um, and uh, oh uh, insecurities in for sure in skateboarding i've always been my father would fight a lot a lot of bad shit happened when i was a kid and i was very scared of of confrontation so at one point a skateboarder uh like threat like paid some dude 500 bucks to shoot my kneecaps out what calling it he was telling everybody that i was gay and you know every and then this is back when if you were gay you were fucking out i mean like you're out of skateboarding so sure i was a little bit gay but i wasn't sure what i was at the time because i just like hung out with a couple of transgender girls when i did a bunch of ecstasy so i didn't know if i was gay i thought maybe i was just a drug addict you know what i mean i was like you so you get so high you fuck guys yeah (laughs) when ecstasy hits it's like anything kind of goes that's what i thought i was was like that yeah that's what i was telling myself i was because i'd rather tell myself that than be like you're gay yes that's terrible yeah at the time anyway that's what i thought so i was hiding that and this guy was big on trying to bring that out because he saw me leave a club with a trans girl so it was out you know and he was my friend and he flipped on me and was like fuck fuck you and i'm telling everybody and and this is back then i denied it i was like no i'm not no i didn't because i was like i can't i'm I'm not lying because i don't know if i am so and i i definitely knew that i was like i'm i would never live with a guy you know i'm like i'm just like weird a little bit i guess i hadn't thought about it i was too busy drinking which also probably tied into it i mean i didn't have i was running from it so I did extra drugs. Um, but that shit where it was just like he comf- he confronted me several times. I think one time I was like, well, then fucking go. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. So it was just like I'm always backing down. I'm always like just taking shit from this guy. And he wasn't as big as me. And it just sort of – and in the end, I just went back to Australia and got on heroin and it really went down the fucking – the drain mm-hmm. and it was all from that and then when i came back to america and did the tony hawk tour and um you know and got off heroin and shit no one even knew about it and uh and then when skate i think when skateboarding started to it was when the radio show when i got invited by sirius xm to do a, a real radio show because i had tony's show that i was a co-host on and i also noticed when i did tony's show that that's the most skill like out of all the things i've ever done in my life I, I'm the best at that. Like skateboarding, no talent at all. And I made it to the, to the pros. Radio, talking, I was like, no one's better than me. 
And I just started today. So you should fucking keep going to this. So when they yeah. offered me that job, I kind of knew. I was like, I'm going to pack boxes for Tony or somebody like that, Ken or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully they would have let me pack boxes in their warehouse because I don't have an education. I'm illiterate. You know what I mean? I, I don't have any any business smarts or anything. I don't have any money. I've spent anything I ever got from skateboarding. So I was like, wow, this is a real opportunity. So I moved my my, my girlfriend, got pregnant, and said she wanted to keep the baby you know, we were talking about a real fucking loser, you know what I mean? And shit just got slapped in the face and it was time to man up. So that's the one thing I will say about myself. I, when it comes to kids, I, I love my kid and I and, and drugs and, and all that shit went out the window. I didn't even like my wife. I just lived with her and did what I had to do and sucked it up until the very end where I was like, I'm going to cheat on you. Like, we should break up. But first, I you know I mean, I'm a father first. So at least I'm not a shithead deadbeat dad um but when i came back here and the skateboarding and i couldn't skateboard vert ramps anymore and i moved to fucking hollywood i'm from carlsbad dude <laughs> like i'm a i didn't know it but my american jason ellis was from S- carlsbad i'm like my friends are surfer dudes everyone wears flip-flops and now i'm in hollywood and the show i had that drive man like the thing that i did with skateboarding when i got on the radio in la I was like, Howard Stern's the best dude. Dead. I'm fucking crushing that cunt. I'm going for it so hard all day. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? Like obsessed with it. And then I couldn't work out. I couldn't exercise. I couldn't skate. There's no vert ramp. I don't care about bowls or any of that shit. I'm a vert guy. (laughs) That's (laughs) so sick. (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll do it. It's weird. I'll do it now. Yeah. But there was, at the end of my skateboard career, I only like riding a vert ramp. Everything else is fucking a waste of time. I would get too hurt or or, I can't bail anymore because my ankles and my knees were so gone that when I fall, I just skid across the ground. I'm like, that's, you can't do that in a pool. You get worked. Yeah, you get destroyed. Yeah. So I had like a weird thing on vert ramps where I knew how to slide off on my hip because my knees didn't work. So I was getting away with it. But yeah, I got a MMA gym, accidentally went to Team Quest just because I lived in Temecula before I moved to LA. So I was driving from Temecula to LA every day. So it's like uh, two hours each way. And on Fridays, mm-hmm. it was four hours. Moto country. So it was just Traffic, like- Traffic, four hours. Yeah, yeah so- I started going to Team Quest, and then the guy that is the coach for Dan Henderson and all those guys, he goes, hey, man, uh, do you skateboard? And I was like, yeah, why? He's like, yeah, I thought so. Jason Ellis, right? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Fuck. How's that? He's like, yeah, no, I'll watch you skate. Um, Do you want to train with the team? And I'm like, yeah. So I got like a foot in the door from the start. Within the first three months of me doing any MMA, Ryan Parsons let me train with Dan Henderson and Sokaju and all these dudes that are like fighting in pride and UFC, like real dudes. So from the get-go, I was just in, you know, their strength and conditioning and then sparring and they just put me in and I, they would always bring it up. Like, you're going to let a skateboarder fucking beat you? And people they would beat me up extra for that. But I found... Like radio, like I'm not a very good athlete. I'm not fast, not like flexible or any of that shit. And especially by the time I got into MMA, I was already in my late 30s. Uh, but I can take a shot. I mean, I, I'm, I can take a shot. And it's also like when I do get hit, even if it does hurt, it doesn't hurt me as much as it hurts other people. I'm just tougher. So 
in fighting and you know boxing and stuff when people crack you and you eat it and come forward it's a good thing and they're like man fucking really strong like come forward and it's like oh am i you know and i'm like okay i got a little thing going here so then i'd go to the gym every day and i'd learn new punches or something and i'm like i'm getting this thing that i was getting from skateboarding where i'm like tomorrow I'm going to fucking really work on uppercuts. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you're f- and I can't stop thinking about it. I'm daydreaming yeah. about it. I'm Obsessive. like, it, yeah. f- it, f- it filled the void of not yeah. being there with my friends. Cause that was the hardest part. I fucking started to hate skateboarding. I had to, to like, I that's why, that's why I don't know. I'm announcing these people today and tomorrow. And I don't know their names. Cause I stopped watching it. Cause I couldn't. I remember like people like Sluggo be like, man, so-and-so is doing, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like skateboarding. I don't want to hear about it because it would hurt because I'm like, I'm not in it, not around it. I'm, I mean, I moved to this kook off radio thing where I talked to a bunch of corporate people and Hollywood bullshit artists. <laughs> so it's, you know, I mean, I was really alone because I never, none of those people were really your friend. Sure. I had a lot of new friends, but it was pretty apparent pretty quick that they were all full of shit. So it was more like just home radio and then dark as soon as off the radio, dark until back on the radio because it's all this bullshit to put on a show you know but really i was just dark as fuck i wanted wanted to kill myself wasn't really happy with anything i was just like this is not what i wanted to do but i'm making the best of it and then from some of my friends that were rich and successful they had therapists and they were like you should see a therapist and then like i said dude ever made him or a therapist i fucking saw a therapist like a good one because i've seen a few that really changed my life and like made me see things differently and made me accept not all my faults, but a lot of my faults and like accept them and then try to correct them and move on with my life. And which made me re- instead of resentful, kind of regretful and made me want to, you know what I mean? Apologize to people in the past and, and, and like my friends even more for still being my friends <laughs> after all this time of like, you know, the drunk, like, you know, Ken Block's house. I don't know if I did trash his bathroom. <laughs> That's how fucking wasted I was back then. But everybody still stayed my friend. So those people meant the most to me. But it was, I did not like any of that. And then the, you know, the therapy was really tough too. Because I had to admit. Yeah, because you had to admit that you were wrong, man. And then at one point I was like, I think I might be wrong at everything. And I have to say sorry to everybody. Not, I don't think I'm right once. Mm -hmm. And that hurt, you know, because I thought I was pretty hot shit at one point. Mm Mm-hmm. And then with the radio thing, I thought I was pretty hot shit again, which was also a big slap in the face because I was like, wow, if people give you stuff and pay attention to you, you think you're better than people again and again. Like you don't, you already know the key and you just throw it out the window when anyone gives you something shiny. You're a fucking piece of shit. Figure your shit out. So that's why it's, it's, it's not perfect because mm-hmm. I still do it. I still like want attention. You know, like, hey, Jason, you're the host of the whole contest. And part of me is like, fuck, yeah, I'm on camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah. But I like that about me now. Like, that's yeah, the part where I'm, about yeah, I'm like, some parts, okay, you're not like this badass dude that doesn't want to be on the, ca- like, no, you're fucking mm-hmm. pansy. You're like, hey, look at me, motherfucker. I got yeah. some shit to say. Yeah. But that's you. And yeah. I'm cool with it. Well, your journey has been so public, too, with everything, with the drugs, with you know, coming out bisexual with all that stuff. Uh, one thing I want to talk about too, because you know, I'm personally haven't. I'm f- uh, almost five years sober in October, and so I've been through that same uh, struggle with the booze and all that all shit, right. and drugs and cocaine and all that, and been pretty public with it. But there's that negative self talk when you're trying to get 
clean. That yeah. is fucking, I'm such a piece of shit. It's I'm the such addict's a piece voice. Yeah, and, and like, dude, overcome, I think, because we get hit up all the time, like, by, by listeners, and they're like, dude, what, you know, how do I, how do I get clean, or how do I get sober, and, and I think, like, talking about that little, squirming through that little part of your life would be a cool Man, little wormhole to go down. I've, I've just fought it forever, you know, like, I feel like skateboarding saved me from just going completely off, because there were times where I just felt like doing drugs as soon as I woke up, but I wanted to skate, so I would do them after I skated, so that kept me um, somewhat coherent. Um, but every time I did drugs or started drinking, it just it was like really. I mean, if we had a beer at a restaurant, mark, mark my words, I'm gonna drink like a bottle of vodka. I'm gonna get some blow or some Molly, some hookers. You know, oh, yeah. when you start like that, and it's every day, you're just a you're just a dangerous person. So every time I would uh, have like a bit of a you've gone too hard thing and I'd go, fuck, you know, I gotta, I gotta lock it down. And then I'd stop and, you know, get training, skating, blah, blah, blah. And then do well in a contest. Phew, fucking fire it up. You know what I mean? Like, whoosh. yeah. And they're like, oh man, I got out of control again. That's always been my thing mm-hmm. where I go up and down on it. So every a decade, <laughs> so bad. <clears throat> every decade, I pull it in dramatically like maybe do a couple years of sobriety and then start smoking weed start drinking again uh like i think it went from i did like everything when i was younger drank heroin coke whatever i shot up heroin and all that shit then stopped doing hard drugs and smoked weed and drank then the drinking got too much quit drinking try to smoke weed not allowed to smoke weed because i was married to someone who wasn't into that which is that didn't work so just completely sober with no meetings, just mm. no. Yeah, how, how would you just stop doing heroin? As I had to. You would just yeah, go cold just turkey on your own, yeah, yeah. no treatment? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't that bad. I wasn't doing it every day. I wasn't shoot- When I shot it up, actually, the last time I did it was I, 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 got, I was getting uh, prostitutes to get me heroin because I didn't know a heroin dealer. So I would, and they always, I was like, you can have some. So that was easy. And then it got to the point where I got two prostitutes and asked them to shoot me up because I didn't know how to do that. But I was at the point where I'd been smoking it for a while and I was like, like I said, I was like, I don't really care anymore. Kind of, I live in Australia. I don't, I mean, I'm not a skateboarder anymore. I mean, I am, but nobody knows. I'm down here with a bunch of dudes that just do drugs. Nobody skates. So if I don't live anymore, I don't really care. So yeah, let's do some heroin with some prostitutes. And then I was. Doing one of them and the other one slammed me in the arm and then I'm out. And then all of a sudden I woke up in a park, freezing cold. I think I pissed my pants, shaking. Obviously robbed. I yeah, 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 yeah. And I had, and this back when I, you know, I mean, I, I was, this is so, this is weird. I was on DC, like I was getting paid, man. These guys don't even know. I don't know if anybody knows this, but when I went back to Australia and I was still on, I had p- my money, you know, people were paying me. So I had like a, you know, every my ATM just had money in it, so mm-hmm. I bought drugs all the time. So I, you know, I mean, I had like six hundred bucks in, in cash in my wallet, which in Australia is a lot, especially for me. So that's gone. And but I'm in a park in a place where people get murdered all the time, and I'd be I don't know how long I'd been in there, and also I don't know how far gone I was. Like, did I just wake up and did I almost die? Like, did nobody nobody was going to find me? So that was that was like. Uh, Rock bottom to me. The rock bottom moment. Yeah, so yeah. I knew that you could never do that again. And and wow, how did you get so bummed out on yourself? Why would you do that? 
and that was kind of like I woke woke up again. And then that's when I came back to America and did the boom boom huck jam thing. All of a sudden, Tony and I became friends from the tour. And and then, do you want to do? Do you want to co-host the radio show? And my girlfriend got pregnant, and just fucking boom, just go. You know, like wake up. And then that made me sober. Never went back to hard drugs, but started drinking again. Fucked up again. You know, didn't didn't do the hard drugs, but drank enough to be a fucking idiot. And then, man, that's it. You got to stop. And then I think uh, then Dak Shepard came on the show once, and he was oh, yeah. in AA, and he said, you know, he's, I was telling him, you know, he's asking me about my life, and he's like, so you're obviously a recovering addict then with that kind of a childhood. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just on drugs. You know, and he's <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, yeah, I don't do drugs, but I smoke weed and I drink. And he's like, well, we should probably work on that. And I was like, eh. I looked up to him a little bit. You know, he was – Definitely, uh, I mean, a, a go-getter and, and had figured out a lot in life early. And I was like, this guy knows some shit. And I felt a connection with him. So I went to meetings and I and he was my sponsor. I'm not supposed to say it, but whatever. I love the guy, but it didn't work. I, ca- I can't, I felt like uh, something, I, I mean, I'm always ready to do something wrong. And I was, well, I, they were going to be way worse than marijuana. And I was like, if you smoke marijuana and just stay out of everything else until maybe a doctor tells you you can't smoke weed anymore, but everything gets taken away in the end, you know? So I'm like, well, that's the one that I've got. And if I fuck up, don't show up, it's just nowhere near it to me. Like weed just doesn't, weed makes me like a little bit, uh, like a, um, like a, a, like a, a cartoon Kind of like I'm easier to just like fly off and say things, and that's my fucking job. It's my yeah. livelihood. Just smoking weeds called California sober. Right? I heard that, <laughs> right? But I don't count it because I know because the difference is because I've done gonna, it. You're not going to yeah. get some hookers after you. Smoke I got a, a Patreon a question that's not really a question. Uh, Kenneth Coupe just wanted to say he listened to your Sirius XM episode with Dax. It drove him to sobriety. And he just wants to thank you for that. Still sober five years. Nice. Well, yeah. wish I had it worked on me. I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I like him. <laughs> I like me on weed. You yeah. know? I like Perfect. that I got to go to. Yeah. Yeah. And it took a long time. Yeah. But just, I don't, I mean, no drinking, no other stuff. Or I actually, I do microdose, but that's like, I don't get high. I get, I'm doing it for like health reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't like, I don't sh- trip. That would be a different game. <laughs> I was reading you uh, did an ayahuasca journey. That yeah, that too. You get Fuck off yeah. antidepressants. Fuck too, yeah. Right? Yep. Still off them thanks to that shit. Yeah. One time, three days, but after three days of ayahuasca and fucking dying and oh, goddamn, that's some hard work, dude. Holy shit. Just like ten years of therapy in one fucking sitting. Uh, well, I don't know about it's not one sitting. It's just this when you take the medicine, it does all this work and it, it works with you. When you it, t- it it takes a day or two to you for you to understand that the medicine is a doctor and it is what you're working. And then you go, oh fuck, oh like this is just straight up like this, 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 this is something you need to tend to. Face it, face it. Have you faced it yet? Okay, well then let me bury it and burn it right in there so you never fucking go there again. I'm like, okay, I think I'm done. No, you're not. Trust me. Doctor says you need to see this more and longer. So there was a lot of hours where, you know, I mean, I've had some bad shit happen to me, man. I've had, you know, I mean, so I had to watch it like like a fly on the wall, like people doing stuff to me when I was a kid and shit. And I was like, stop it. But like a bad trip, 
it doesn't stop until you accept it. And then once you realize I, I had to accept it, then they, they go faster. Those problems go faster. But after the medicine wears off, you still have that doctor in there. He's quieter. It's like the alcoholic voice. Like someone, you know, when you do something wrong and you, and you go, fucking idiot, you're a fucking loser. Yes. And you go, oh, really? Fucking alcoholic. Because I know who that is. You piece of shit. You, you, never can, you never do it right. I'm like, you need to shut the fuck up. I've done tons of shit right, all right? Like, I'm good. <laughs> stick it up for yourself. The, yeah. You have to, yeah, man. Stick like, it up for yourself. That's but good. The ayahuasca is like a voice that stays in there and says, why would you do that? Why do you react that way? Why do you treat that person that way? Why are you looking like that? And it's like, there's a new voice in town that's for the good. And, mm. it, and you, so you, you work on yourself. It's mm. like a therapist within. After it, mm-hmm. it stays. But yeah, the first couple of days, that's some bullshit. <laughs> I did not, I did not like that. Dude, it's unreal. You've been so unapologetically yourself your whole mm-hmm. fucking life. And I, I want to talk about like, you know, because I think generally the general population, you bury, you bury it. Let's just bury that yeah. down. Let's bury that right down. Some low parents teach their kids to bury it. Don't too. ever bring yes. that up again. We'll, and it yeah. seeps out in other ways. It's, it, seeps, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You, Trust you me. End up drinking, it's coming you end out. Up fucking hookers. You end up doing all yeah. this. I've been through that a lot. Everybody's been through that, but you're a person who's just like, okay, what's my, what are my demons? Fucking drugs, alcohol. Boom. I'm going to be open with it. I'm going to talk about it. I yeah, fucked it. Uh, yeah, because you know, if you talk about it, then you free yourself from it. Yeah. Let's so talk about that. Once yeah. I knew that, I was like, hey, everybody, I'm a big homo because that was my biggest fear. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not that tough. I'm scared. If you try to fight me, I'm scared. I'm fucking scared, everybody. Fuck off. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Sucking dicks too. Scared of dicks. I'm scared of making out with dudes, and I do it anyway. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, what was your what, so so? When just let's talk about that kind of sec part of your, uh, your life because you know, let's say we'll use the word closet. You're, you have you haven't came out publicly, talked about Snowboard things like that. Podcast this is good for talk about gay shit, right? Of course, you guys are super acceptable, very acceptable community right now. Do you guys yeah. have gay snowboard yeah, teams yep. and shit? Yeah, because skateboarding got that name. Yeah, they got all that. Like yeah. I left and then came back, and I'm like, wait. A gay skate team. Oh, yeah. A gay skate park. The gays own it. I was like, no way. Oh, yeah. I was so excited for everybody. Mm -hmm. Totally. So you guys have that too. Yeah, totally. Tons of, yeah, not tons, but there's there's a a, a bunch of open. Oh, yeah, there's definitely. um, Oh, that's right. I think I said there's some fucking. Heavy you, you hitters should have one on your show. You should have a couple on your show. Yeah, Dingo awesome. said he was going to get him, but yeah. you know, Dingo. Uh, we can we can work on that uh, for you. Know, yeah, I trust you guys more. You guys yes. like are working on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Dingo's got his own show. He's trying to. He's, he's, yeah, he's, true. he's, he's, doing that. he's like, I'll get him for you. I went. Yeah. I hung out with him last show. week. He's yeah. doing that, but he's also big on the Twitch live thing. He's that's uh, his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk to you guys quickly about what bubs 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 naturals. I'm holding my hand. Collagen protein. You're going to want to get this stuff in your body. If you're a snowboarder and you want to keep riding as you get older and you want to stay healthy, ride for longer, you got to get collagen in your system. You go work out, you go snowboard. When you're done, you're going to want to mix up a little protein shake, dump a little powder in there. You're going to be good to go, huh, buds? Yeah, if you're as old as dirt like I am, pretty much uh, around since the dinosaurs were around, you can't stay out for uh, four or five days in a row unless you start getting your glucosamine up and using bubs is going to do that for you. Absolutely. Don't they make some little chewy Johnsons oh, that are that pretty good? Apple cider chewies they make are delicious. Great for your gut health. Um, yeah, my wife and I are taking those every morning now. I wish I could get some. Uh, he's been hoarding the apple cider vinegar <laughs> chewies. Uh, can't get I actually my have a fresh them. bottle, but my wife won't let it leave the house because oh. she likes them so much. Okay, wow. Well, there's a couple of cool things that are 
awesome about Bubs. Uh, it was founded in honor of Glenn, a.k.a. Bubs, who was a Navy SEAL, and he died honoring our country. So 10% of all of the profits go to charity. You're supporting a really cool company. Um, you know, it's owned by people that have been in the snowboard game for a long time, and uh, they care about it. So you're supporting good people. They support the podcast, another great reason to support them. And Jeremy Jones, you know, he's a big poster child for Bubs, and he's had a horrific injury, broke both of his legs, and the only way he's been able to recover, I should say one of the best ways he's been able to recover so quickly, is because of Bubs Naturals. So if you're interested in picking some up, head on over to bubsnaturals.com, use promo code BOMBHOLE to save 20%. What's the promo code, bud? BOMBHOLE. 20%. Exactly. So head on over to bubsnaturals.com, use promo code BOMBHOLE, and you'll be out there getting it for longer, staying healthy. Get yourself some Bubs Naturals. So go, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it on the this subject for yeah, a second yeah, yeah. longer let's because get gay. yeah let's get gay. Um, because I, I what I wonder you know I had a close friend come out to me in the snowboard community uh, and it, to me when I he was Sean Cones not not <laughs> just <laughs> wanted to get one in when I could thank you love little. you buddy. Hey. Um, but uh, I was gonna say yeah basically the way I received I was so fucking happy I was almost crying tears of joy because I felt all this this weight lifted I was right? like holy fuck you like, could I, tell I was, he felt I, I was crying like of tears of joy that night tears of joy so what I wonder just for our audience or for anybody listening is like what you know what was when you when you came out what was in your head versus the reaction of the people that were close to you like how did that compare to what was going through your head before and how they actually reacted <clears throat> well what was going through my head was pure fear um not to not being accepted anymore, you know, losing friends, family. So I was definitely worried. I mean, it was weird. I was way more in fear of it when, you know, back in the day when people were, you know, like Tuss was telling people Ellis is a fag and I was like, oh my God, like I can't live here. I'm leaving the country. I can't be in a room where somebody says that. I don't know how to defend myself. But when I got older and I'd just, you know, I'd been mowed down several times and I'd come back, so it wasn't, I'm more resilient. But I think it was more, my wife now, she asked me about it and she thought it was hot that I did stuff like that and wanted to, wanted me to have threesomes with trans girls and stuff. And I was like, it is? You are? And then her friends, who were super hot, all tattoo chicks and shit, they thought it was hot and they wanted to sleep with me with guys. And, and I'm like... Okay, you guys might not like me, but m my dick is on fire. Like we're we're I'm doing cool tricks over here. This is a good life. I like this. I just kickflip back lip with my fucking yeah, dick. Man, <laughs> kinda. I'm like hi. I'm like serious Jimmy Wilkins of fucking right now. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna be pumped on <laughs> but. It was more when I said it in, in, in front of somebody and they didn't hate me, the feeling of, of the weight off me, I knew it. I felt it so much that I knew I, And when Howard Stern asked me to be back on, I was like, here it is. This, this is the most weight you can get off in one shot. So I didn't even tell anybody on my own show. I tried to tell both of them individually. So funny after the fact, like years later, they both were like, you fucking said it to me and I laughed at you and you didn't, cause I was like, oh, yeah. I'm and not going to say it, it twice. I, I had that reaction with my friend. Right. Actually, initially we, we got into like it. Like you laugh. I'm not going to be like, nah, man. I just went, yeah. yeah, I can't, I was already, 
I'd already thought I'd gone balls to the wall by saying I'm gay. Yeah. And you just fucking laughed at it, then I'm just going to be like, it didn't you were joking. Yeah. yeah. So, like, years after the fact, Tully and, you know, he was like, man, in your book, when you were writing stuff and I was writing it down, you said that. And I just fucking laughed it off because I thought you were joking. And I was like, yeah, nah, I wasn't. I was trying to tell somebody, just didn't, I was so scared to tell them. But yeah, on the Stern show, I felt like at the time it was a huge relief and it felt really good that I got it out and the people that I knew directly were very supportive. But later on, like my fan base dropped off, some of my moto friends and some of my, I don't want to go, it doesn't matter, but some people that I really look up to, you know, I, I, I cherish their friendship, don't see me the same way anymore. And that breaks my heart. Yeah, and and I, and it it breaks my heart that my my listenership went down. <clears throat> it doesn't it doesn't break my heart that it's le- it's a less successful business. It breaks my heart that um people don't like me anymore. You're the I same care, person. I just care. I it's too much. I care too much. You know, all those fans that listen, I try to do everything for them, and now they're like, "What? You're gonna fucking talk about sucking a dick, dude? Like I'm done with that." And I'm like. I let them down, you know, because they thought that I was this big, you know, I mean, I, I, my first book, I'm awesome. And I, I talk about how I had like tons of threesomes and, you know, jerking off and this and that and, you know, living the living the rock and roll lifestyle. And then I added later on that I do stuff with trans women and guys and a lot of evangelical people found that to be super insulting and, and, and that I let them down. So... I'm not going to lie about it. Fucking, it hurts, still hurts. I hate mm. that people find me to be gross because of that. But That makes me sad about yeah. people. It makes me sad that, that people are like that. Yeah, it's, yeah that right? Because it's like, man, you guys seem like you're sad. actually having a bad time just knowing that I exist. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't mean to, mean to make you have a bad day. To talk. I mean, people suck dicks, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's actually really cool. I don't want to feel bad about it, but give an air horn to that. I read your air horn for sucking your article in the Advocate <laughs> about how the LGBTQ community doesn't necessarily accept you as bisexual now pansexual. It's changed. It's and that's, Has it changed? Uh, and that's, that was my and question. That's older gay people. If you're older gay, you're from a uh, a school of a lot of gays said they were bi to be uh, to come out as gay, but to be still accepted by the community because if you were bi, you were still half accepted, and a lot of and then eventually you get the balls to say, "All right, I'm not even bi, I'm gay." So a, a lot of older gay guys assume that that's what I'm doing because a lot of them mm. did do that in the past, so they're just assuming it's different now because. It doesn't. It doesn't make any difference. And, and nobody, I, but I've had discussions where I'm like, okay, maybe if you were talking to me when I was 25, you might have an argument. But I'm almost 50. I'm married to a woman. You figured it out. I'm totally boning her all the time. Are you sure I'm completely gay? <laughs> so they're like, all right, you got me there. And so yeah, that. But that one was a little. Dude, iffy right. too. It's a weird thing because guys like not embraced by either one that much. Oh yeah. Like gay guys. Gay guys are like, I'm a straight guy to gays. Like when I go because to a, you're married to a woman, dude. I go to a gay spa. It's not a gay spa, but eighty five percent of the people in there are gay, and everyone's jerking each other off or whatever. And everyone calls me a straight guy. Mm. And I'm like, if I'm a straight guy, how the fuck am I in here? Yeah, <laughs> everybody here's gay as fuck. <laughs> and it's like, oh, here comes the straight boy. And I'm like, <laughs> here's the straight guy here. 
But I mean here, naked. That's pretty gay. With a hand on my dick. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah. This guy over here is choking me off. How can I be here? Yeah. How much gay do you want me to get? No, I'm not gay. Yeah. Can you please grab my dick for me? Yeah. But, it's like, but they see my mindset and the way I talk and the things that I do to be so hedro that it doesn't, even if you have gay sex, you're still straight as fuck. Well, think right. of all the people you're helping by being so open about all this. That's what's amazing. Well, I do feel that's why it, I've I've added it up. I've already accepted it. To me, yeah, you lose fans, but you save somebody's life. Yes. Like I get messages 100%. from people that were like, 100%. I'm going to kill myself. And then you were talking about sucking a dick and how cool it is. And you made me think maybe I'm <laughs> maybe not I'm cool. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'm not that piece of shit. Because I hate to say it, man. We all do it. Like yeah. even I do it still because I'm from the fucking school of this. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean? Oh, at least you didn't suck his dick, or you know what I mean? Like, whoa, cocksucker. You know, it, it's a constant thing mm-hmm. to remind you that if you do stuff with a guy, it's bad. Mm-hmm. So me being, that's the other thing. I'm, there's no fucking way I'm the only guy that has tattoos and rides moto and sucks dicks. Of course not. Bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I am the only one that says it. It's such mm-hmm. a fucking weird, like if, if you've trained MMA or you've raced cars or you got a lot of tattoo. Oh, tattoos. By statistics alone, there's there's got to be like it's, uh, yeah. all yeah. my trans friends that have that have had sex with straight dudes. Like how many straight dudes? How many times? How many straight dudes that I know, motherfucker? I know your names, motherfuckers. <laughs> Famous guys that are all about it. That talk shit on it. That are like retired UFC fat fighters. That are like bald on the top and they dye their hair blonde to make it look like they've still got hair. <laughs> Too bad I don't know more about yeah, it. I wish I could put you're a name obviously describing face oh, Somebody's going to get it. Yeah, someone's yeah. going to get it. So, and yeah, you're right. It's him. So, so here's a, I, want, I, want to, I got another thing. He I'm wears fine. red caps sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by this. This, is, this fucking boggles my mind. Okay, so, all right, you, you guys have like an open relationship. Thing, right where you you're, yeah. you and your wife gotta tell them first yeah you gotta tell them. but here's the thing i can never in in my fucking life like hypothetically drive over like with my girlfriend drop her off at somebody's house and be she's like she's driving herself yeah, what the what, fuck well, I'm just <laughs> what do i need to put the dick in there too let me fucking put it in for you what the fuck do i gotta do everything I, mean, I, would, I, I feel like i would be pacing around the fucking house the whole time like losing nah, my shit it's, you gotta let you, it go how do you how do you find peace with that that's what I'm, it seems very complicated like, i know i, I wouldn't want, be able to do it, it either seems like more it's of a different people some can well, do what, it what about if i'm like hey i'm going over to my friend's house and we're gonna all bang it out it's just dudes i'll be back later if I don't want her to be like, okay, you know, she's like, good, have fun. So if I can't do that for her, then I can't feel good about going out there doing it, even mm. if she lets me. Cause it, it'll give and, and take. Because it's definitely more on my side. I get way more than she gets because she doesn't, she needs to really like a guy. Mm. You know, I can fuck anybody. <laughs> so it's easier for me to, to find somebody so to link up with. Yeah. She's like, this emotional. guy, I like him, but he started saying some weird shit. So now I can't, and like to me, I'm like, I kind of like this chick and she's saying some weird shit. I'm still fucking her. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, it's not my girlfriend. Mm. As long as she's not on drugs or anything, then we're still going to do it. Mm-hmm. So she's a lot pick and she's way pickier as well. I like, if you're not that hot, I don't care. Just into it. I just, just like, into it. I like the game. Like I said, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Wilkins <laughs> of sex. You, hey, you, you must. I can only imagine the amount of fucking DMs because you're so open about it. Like, is it, yeah, yeah, is it, is it yeah, psycho it from, crazy. you know, yeah, my Instagram chicks, looks whatever. a little like grinder sometimes. They're, yeah, they're <laughs> just like, hey, what's going on? It's yeah. not chicks. I'm fucking old and hideous. It's just yeah. a bunch of dudes that are oh, into straight guys. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just get a bunch of 
uh, hard dicks and fucking ugly assholes. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Just your asshole. Like, yeah. I don't even know you. Some kid from Italy, like, oh, I love you. And I'm like, man, I'm not into yeah. it. Like, really? Yeah. Just a selfie of the butthole. Just, oh, yeah. That's it. Dude, that's butthole that's selfie. That's like a selfie. difficult They do not, yeah, you. they do not flinch all yeah. the time. Oh, wow. Not even good assholes, too. <laughs> Ones where I'm like, I would like wait to the last second to show that. Yeah. Don't show that first. Not properly <laughs> clean. Maybe the yeah. That's not Maybe your best foot forward there. It's not. Yeah. A lot of them aren't. <laughs> In the action sports community, skating and snowboarding, you know, they've gotten way more accepting of the LGBTQ community. When do you think that's going to happen in like MMA, football, Moto soccer, away, yeah. Moto, or yeah. will it? I, I would have said uh, it won't be long. But I feel like because of the the politics of America these days, oh, yeah. mm, I think a lot of the people in in moto in the in the in the in motorsports are a lot more on that side, and I don't know why or how it happened, but for some weird reason, if you're a Republican, you kind of don't like gay or trans, or I don't know how that happened or how it ties in together, but. It seems like that's happening a lot. I don't want to judge everybody. I'm sure there's a bunch of um, people that aren't like that, but it does seem that, it, that they, 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 they go together. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that – because that's the scene that that is folded on me the most. Like I've heard a couple people that were like, hey, is that shit Alice talking about? Is that true? And someone was like, yeah, why? And it's like, man. And it was like somebody – when I heard that, I was like, oh, fuck, man. Really? Like it still kills me. I hate that. Yeah, it's <laughs> shitty. Uh, but it, but so yeah. It, so I feel like there's a lot of parents out there that would still uh, teach their kids because that's what that's where it comes from. You know, it's not uh, it's not in you. It's taught. So if you are a, a father or a mother that believes that you know the that gay is a choice and you know that trans is fake, and it's only a woman and a man. Only a woman and a man should be married. Yeah, we're fucked. You're not going to like Jason Ellis for a couple more decades. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's got to happen eventually. Just going to be a slower, yeah, slower. Yeah, because the kids slower, in the end, road. in the end, the kids will. Because my kids don't, they don't even care. It doesn't yeah, mean anything. The They've got fucking tons of friends that are gay or whatever. They're like, so what? Next question. It's going to be so normal for the next yeah. generation. See, I thought with moto that make I like the the political aspect because I always thought it was like an alpha male sport. Like I'm faster than you. I fucking I'm faster. Like, but I, I think it's more you know when it comes to geographical. Like I think I think a lot of that stuff comes from where you're raised. Yeah. And, and if you're raised in the in the in the sticks, and you're probably going to be conservative and republican and if you're and a lot of them are you know that churchy and things like not all but there's there's like you know but i always thought also that that makes a lot of sense but i was always thought it was maybe alpha male like i'm fucking faster than you like you know that kind of yeah i race once again if you're fast are you saying sucking a dick makes you slower (laughs) (laughs) because that i don't believe that's true Mm mm-hmm Facts. Not a scientist, but I'm not a scientist. I'm not a but. scientist, but let me could, suck a dick I, and could be fucking go do a lap, and then let me not suck a dick and do a lap, and then you time it and see yeah. which Some one was quicker. Yeah. Time travels, go, time trials yeah. going on here. Yeah, it might get a little more bulk up, a little more protein. Who knows? Okay, let, let, let's hit. Uh, Man, name, you're grosser than me. Yeah. Name that video part. Here we go.
Okay, buds, let's talk about the old Icon Pass. You know, I heard they have a ton of destinations all around the world. I heard actually 45 in total, right? Yeah, it's across five continents, nine countries, and 15 states in the USA. That's beautiful. In the USA, my favorite one is Brighton Resort. I'll tell you that. I like Snowbird. I'm going to have to say that as well. Both quality places. We have the Bombhole Cup, April 2nd and 3rd at Brighton Resort. Sidebar, make sure you make it there. Uh, You can bring your Icon Pass and, and do some boarding. Now, it's going to be a big winner. Huge winner, 2021, we're hoping, we're hoping for snowpocalypse, endless snow. We don't know what's going to happen, but you're going to want a season's pass for this I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I'm forecasting a huge winter. Stony Buds forecast Stony, is real. Okay. Stony Buds is claiming big winter. You're going to want a pass. And guess what? There's a pass for every Stoke Seeker out there. You know, all different types of passes from the Icon Pass. Now, starting at $429 U.S. dollars. You can explore pass options and claim your season of Stoke at IconPass.com. That's for the adult pass. Yes, that is for the adult pass. Now, prices go up and renewal discounts and kids' savings end on October 15th. So that means make sure you get your pass before October 15th to get a discount. So again, head on over to IconPass.com. And what are you going to own, buds? I'll tell you what. You're going to own the Stoke. And no cap, you know you're going to get a pass. So get it. Get that discount. Well, you can, I like right? how you use no cap. We're staying relevant with We're the youth. We're trying to stay relevant with the youth this season. I mean, it is the 21-22 uh, season, right? Okay, well, head on over to IconPass.com and get yourself a pass. You'll be stoked. So, uh, Ellis, we're still, we're basically kind of, we're, we're still kind of uh, nerds and we have our horse blinders on in our in our little uh, snowboard, skateboard world. Uh, it's, it, it widens, the blinders wide from time to time, but we like to kind of preserve the culture of, of these sports we care about. And by doing that, we do that with video parts and bring them up. And, and uh, so we got, a, we got one for yourself and it's a skateboard one. Okay. And we're going to see how you do. It's not going to be good. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. What's your confidence level? Zero through ten. Zero. Okay, here we go. Zero. Yeah, it's Danny. Close. Very it's close. Plan B, right? That's correct. Which asshole is that? Is it Colin? Yes, it is. Hey, sorry, there Colin. There he is. My bad, dude. You got yourself a oh, bomb shit. hole cooler. Fuck yeah! Those bomb hole merch. Oh, it does. It has merch. Yeah, we got merch in there. We got coffee mugs. We got Yo, fucking shit. hats. We got a hat that will never fit my giant head. <laughs> we can. I fucking love coffee. We mugs. We got mugs. Yeah, take that. That's uh, you know, that's basically you know a trophy there essentially. You know, so we got. Well, some. is this a sticker with your head on it? No, it's a note. It's, it's a, a note. note it's a us. note. We got stickers though too. Are you being nice? Yeah, we're being nice. Oh man, wow! I got a man. I'm a dick on my show. Yeah. <laughs> Like sometimes you get like a deodorant or a vape pen or something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ellis, if you need any pointers for radio stuff, you can come talk to me in East yeah, we're, we're about eight we're months in or a year <laughs> into it. Well, that means that you're more seasoned than me. I just started podcasting, <laughs> oh, remember? True, true. Yeah. 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 true. I don't know fucking shit. <laughs> okay, this one's for our listeners. Uh, they get to guess what this is, and if they know the song, they get a little prize pack as well. Here we go. Okay. Thank you guys for playing. Name that video <laughs> part. <laughs> I kind of butchered the fucking audio on that. Okay. Uh, you know what I think we should get into? I got a, we got a guest question from a great friend of ours, and uh, his name is Salema. Here we go. Hey. Alice May. Oh, mate. Masakella here, brother. <laughs> I feel like this is You're your life right now. You're on the bomb hole. 
Keep my seat warm for me. <laughs> Great voice. My question to you, sir, is, well, first it begins with a statement. You are the most resilient human being I know. You have been through more traumatic experiences and probably experienced far more uh, incidents that produce life-altering grief that would make most people just sort of say, you know what, I'm good. I'm just going to pull over to the side here in the breakdown lane and um, stay out of traffic. But instead, all you do is uh, continue to find immense joy in reinventing yourself and being as raw and bare and open with who you are and where you are in the moment uh, with not just those who are close to you, but with the world. So I guess my question to you is, Asshole. where does that come from? What is it that gives you the audacity <laughs> to be so driven to be happy? despite any and all obstacles. It's one of the things that I most admire about you and make me makes me proud to call you brother. Fuck you, you hey. motherfucker. When Cameron going to ask me that shit, nobody's we, ever that nice We're used to, to tears on this show. It's all right. Are you? <laughs> yeah, we get them all the time. I, I broke down crying like our third episode in. We get <laughs> oh, real okay. on it. So uh, I, I had a no, I wouldn't have come. Fucking yeah. <laughs> 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 assholes. <laughs> glad I brought my sunglasses. Because <laughs> um, I'm a fighter, and you try to take my shit, and you're not taking it. No one's taking anything from me anymore. So that's why I do it because I was built to lose, built to be nothing. And I'm not, that's not, that's what they tried to do. And that's, this is what I'm doing. So I'm always going to win. I'm all until it's, until I die, I'm going to be, you know, fighting and having um, little victories and, you know, taking some sweet defeats on the chin. And I'll never quit. I'll never give up because I feel like a lot of people thought that that's exactly what I would do. And a lot of people set me up, not intentionally, but they set me up to fail. And I feel like the more I know about my childhood, the more apparent it is that that was what I was destined for. And all the people that I've bumped into in my life that have shown me, because it's really these other people that have that are winners, that have done great stuff. Like Sal, fucking, I know you do... You're not. You're nothing. And I saw the way you played it. And now look at you. You know, you put in that work. You're a, you're a special man. And special men are not born; they're made. And I want to be a special man. I don't want to disappear into nothing. So I I feel like I took it from all those people. I, I saw. I was like, wow. You know, Ken Blocks. You know, Danny Ways. I watched these people become so great. And, 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 and I was like, that's what I want to be. Like, uh, you know, all my people that I came, came up with, you know, were destined to be losers. And I got it in my head for a while that that was what was going to happen. And then I was inspired by America, really. Like, I wanted to come here and be a pro skateboarder because Lance Mountain and, and you know, Tony Hawk and all these people became, were so inspirational to me. 
they, they, they gave me a, I saw a way out. I was like, I could imagine if I didn't, wasn't here and didn't have, wasn't me. And I was over here doing this with them. And then I did it. I'm going to see Tony Hall today. He's my friend. You know, like I fucking did it. So that one victory was was a guarantee that for the rest of my life, whatever you bring to the table, I'll eat it because um, I already know that, that if you never give up, you win, you know. Even when I want to give up, because it still happens a lot, I still definitely feel like giving up on everything. I just, I just never will, ever, ever. So... Yeah, I'm just very lucky to be here and have to have, have brushed with excellence so many times that it fucking rubbed off, man. Like, I'm not a talented guy. It's just I saw all these people and, 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 and the things that they turned themselves into were so bionic, you know, like the Chris Millers, like people that you got, you know, you guys are into snowboarding. You've seen a snowboarder do something where you were like, I'm fucking mind is blowing right. What the fuck? This guy is a god. He's a psychotic god. Anything is possible. So all those people that did all that stuff in front of me, they they triggered that where I just believed anything was possible. You could be the biggest dude in radio. Like, why did I believe? I didn't think it. I fucking knew it because I'd seen how to get, you know, I'd seen Danny Way do the impossible. I've seen Colin McKay do things where I'm like, don't even understand how anyone would ever do that. But he did it a bunch of times on video. So I, so all those people are the people that, that like the fight that I have, it's from all those people. I just know those people that have put in so much work and have been through so much. My radio show, people have called me with like Sal. I know it's sad. It makes me sad to know about my, to rethink about it at all. But so many other people have had it so much worse and have it so much worse than I've ever had it on my worst day. And they're alive. You know, there's kids with cancer that are like laughing on Instagram. I, so what? A bunch of people rate me. Who cares? It's nothing compared to that, you know? And I know those people exist. So it's, when you know, when you think of it like that, it's easy to, it's not even really a fight. It's just like watching Netflix. Come at me, bitch. <laughs> Beautiful Holy answer. Holy fuck. That was incredible, Ella. Uh, sell you motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, I, while, we're, while we're on that subject, though, I, I find that just getting from where you were <laughs> to where you're at, right? So, yeah. so you were, it's not like, it's not like you, you were here and then you were the, the, the top radio show. You know, it, it didn't happen like it, from, from A to B. I feel like the devil is in the details. Like it's, it's a bunch of small steps over time. Yeah. It's consistent hard work in all the small things. Always being ready. Yeah. Always, always being ready for the big one. Yeah. Even though there's millions of little ones that are super in insignificant, mm -hmm. you were ready that day. Mm -hmm. And then when the big one shows up, you handle it because mm -hmm. you were ready for it every other day. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was all about mindset. Sometimes we went in there and we fought around, didn't do nothing. And sometimes somebody would come on and I'd start talking to them. And even I'd hear myself from behind me and go oh my god dude how'd you think of that like that's a great that was a great question <laughs> i'm like you got a gift for this you know like it was all but i felt like the reason it came out was because i cared so much before it happened all the time i kept thinking about your job is you know what i mean to to say something different and creative and and worth listening to so you don't change the channel every day so every night 
no, I didn't have, I didn't write down anything. I never wrote down anything. I just kept like an alarm on going, you will be good tomorrow. You mean like you have to be good tomorrow. You have to entertain tomorrow. Are you going to be ready to entertain tomorrow? <laughs> so it was just like, it's the same as snowboard escape. Well, you become obsessive, obsessive and you can't like hear anybody because you're thinking about doing the thing that you love so much. It just became that. Yeah. And you had the greatness in you all along. It wasn't rubbing up against those guys. I mean, you came over from Australia to America, and you were living on Lance Mountain's couch, like, within a couple of days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, I mean, it's no mystery. You're an amazing person, man. You always had it in you. Thanks, mate. That's why these people liked having you around as well, you Yeah. Know? Right. Yeah, we, we spent freaking an hour with you, and dude, and it, you're insane. It's even more apparent now from being back in skateboarding and hanging out with my brothers and sisters and going, wow, man, you... I mean, we're to have friends that you haven't seen for a decade, and we're fucking on a house. I'm, we're talking like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I saw Mike Fraser yesterday. I haven't seen him for twenty years. Alice, mate, Fraser, mate. You know what I mean? They were <laughs> didn't miss a day. It's just like <laughs> I fucking saw you yesterday. So you're in the trenches with those people back in the day. That relationships for life. You know? It is, man. It's and we always talk about that. It's such a cool because you feel calm. You mean you feel immediately calm and relaxed around these people you haven't seen for a long time. And a big ramp, big scene. I'm like, oh my god, it's every hey, fuck us, Zoe. All these people. Dude, you know what my my theory is is that like a lot of people they grow up they ha- they have like let's say let's just take fucking church for example right then like it's your at least it's a sense of community you go every Sunday you have this place where you can go and you feel like you belong you feel like you're a part of something right and I think for a lot of people in you know I relate to action sports skating snowboarding that is that is our church that is our community yep. the people those are the people that we identify as those are those are our squads so it it does feel good to feel part of something when you see your old friend and you're like hey man it's been fucking twenty years and we still you still embrace you know did you know that Danny Way's kid and Dan- and Tony Hawk's kid have uh, a place together wow. and they go to the same school. No fucking way. <laughs> they live in the same house. Wow. Right? I didn't Holy know that. Shit. It's like the sickest thing ever. <laughs> that is so, incredible. Tony, is, is the, I'm uh, like just hearing that those two talk, like apparently they might've got, they were thinking about going there and building a mini ramp for them. Both dads. <laughs> that like, would be Get something. The fuck it. I heard that on the nine club with Danny Ways. Good interview. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Well, we got to get into oh, yeah. a little thing we call. Welcome. To the liquid death. Death, death, death. Spinning wheel of death. Man, I feel like I'm going to rip you off. I have a wheel. Of, I feel like I'm going to rip you off. I have a wheel of death in my on my show, and and I'm sponsored by Liquid Death, and I don't do any Liquid Death wheel of death shit. That's a good idea. <laughs> Check out the next Jason Ellis show where we spin the liquid wheel of death. <laughs> Fuck these guys. <laughs> hey, just, just rip them off. Just mention the bomb hole. Yeah, I'll, do, I'll do it. Like a couple minutes of the bomb hole. There you go. You guys are sponsored by Liquid Death, too. Yeah. So you guys yeah. crush these things on the regular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're uh, great. Head on over to liquiddeath.com slash bomb hole. Get a couple free koozies if you get a couple of these bad boys. Again, liquiddeath.com slash bomb hole. Ellis, he crushes liquid deaths. So what the hell else do you need? Go buy a few. Jesus Christ. Murder your thirst. Yes, absolutely. You, could, right. use, you could use code <laughs> and get the same deal. <laughs> but but don't use that code. <laughs> use the well, bomb hole code. Sorry. Let's beep that code out. Let's beep that shit out. All right, Ellis, give this a I'm joking. Spin. That code that code ended. Give that thing a spin. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. All right. Looks like you will be 
trying out some of the bomb we holes start, we run through a, a wall smelling salts. So we started a product, <laughs> uh, a novelty product called uh, Smelling Salts that basically wake you up and uh, we uh, run through a wall smelling salts. We actually filmed a commercial running through a piece of sheetrock the other day. Uh, it might be out Yesterday. by the time this comes yeah. out. Yeah. So um, basically, uh, you just pop it. And then give it a little sniff. It's not like cocaine, but Don't it's just going to crazy sniff. It's going to kind of wake you up a little bit. It's good for the elevation. It's good to get you going. You want me to start it off? You can hit it after me. Maybe yeah, move you the scare wheel. Me. Maybe move go. the wheel so oh, yeah. you can get his reaction. Uh, it's not a drug at all. They give it, you know, in boxing if you're wake you up hockey to get your heart rate up or anything. It just like it opens, opens your uh, opens up blood your capillaries. Your but here we go. Here we go. It, it makes your blood cells uh, get <laughs> more oxygen. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Get in there. Oh. <laughs> 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 he doesn't like the it. The fuck is that? <laughs> Man, okay. what the fuck? Well, that's called Run Through Wall Smelling Salts, available at bombhole.com. Uh, is it really? Yeah. Yep. So we started making, we saw hockey players doing it, Ellis. We see hockey players whacking them on the bench uh, for hockey games. So they do it to get jacked up for their shift. I was like, why the fuck don't we do that before the podcast? Wow. You know, try to get jacked Wakes up. Wakes you right up. Yeah. We're hoping to take out Red Bull Monster Energy Drink. We're trying to have like the logo on the helmet here in the next decade. Man, yeah. so. wait, wait till you see the commercial. Yeah, we'll I show. Felt you. Like I smelled something dangerous for a second. Yeah. There. I was like, oh no, like uh, like bleach. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's gone like that, and yeah. you feel a little more awake, right? Okay, yeah, sure, maybe. <laughs> sure, maybe. <laughs> All right, well, we're let's knock out another. Uh, let's pay the bills here with a little uh, pub beer crapshoot. Welcome to the pub beer crap shoot. Okay, now uh, that dice in front of you, you still got it? Where the fuck yeah, did yeah. the dice go? Okay, you roll those fuckers, and whatever you get, what did he land on? A six and a one. Seven. Six and a two. Okay, here, so you got to answer this question. Who is your favorite person to party with? Now? No, anytime throughout. General. Oh, like when I used throughout to party? History. Doesn't matter. You can whatever, party sober, though, too. To Maybe sober or and uh, and Right, well, up. wasted, I... Colin McKay, probably. I feel like any name I bring up is, like, bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> Colin's like, not me, just, just not me. Association to you. <laughs> Jake Brown. There you go, Jake Brown. Because I, I like when Jake Brown got really wasted and his pants would always fall down around his ankles and he'd just stay <laughs> in that back. spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every now and then they'd kick him out and then he'd sneak in the back door and then he'd get his pants back around his ankles and just keep drinking. And I'm like, just love having you around, Jakey. Yeah, but sober. Um, uh, oh, you know what? Oh, no, fuck. Every time I say a name, I'm getting not nah, not saying it. Nah. <laughs> oh wait, no, they smoke weed now. Oh fuck, it's risky. Yeah, I won't do it. So I like smoking weed with this one MMA fighter. That's like, yeah, I won't do it. But I he's like, a, you, he was a UFC champion, and he's still potentially the champion. Okay, but allegedly, he, we should say for legal purposes. Allegedly, yeah. Right, okay. yeah. She Should probably never did. Patreon question? Yeah, hit a pagey. This is from uh, Benny Pellegrino. Tell us about the snake pit in your early days in the U.S. with Gary Valentine. Gary Valentine. Valentine, sorry, now CEO of Globe Shoes. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Gary Valentine the other day. He lives in the same, he lives in Hermosa Beach, and we didn't know, and I was driving down the road in my golf cart with my daughter, and he was driving up the road in a car and was like, Ellis. And then we pulled off and hugged each other and fucking I saw his kid for the first time and talked to his wife and he said hello to my daughter and he was like, we should hang out. Stephen Hills lives here too. And I'm like, what the fuck? And apparently, because he's the dude that owned the thing that Gary runs, Steve Hill owns Globe. Gary's the, but that, but he, they, Stephen Hill sponsored me when I was 16. 
So apparently Stephen Hill lives here now and he has a kid and his kid is getting trained by my good friend MMA fight, like one of my best friends. So we're all Small back. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, Gary Valentine got me here. Gary Valentine had already been in America and Gary Valentine knew Lance Mountain. So when we got to Los Angeles, we went to a mini ramp where there were some pros and then I think within a day we were staying at Lance's house. So I... I was hooked. Thanks to Gary Valentine, I skated Lance Mountain's ramp every day for, I think they kicked us out. They were like, you got to go. But I, it was a long time, a couple months. I, I felt like a long time, and I learned three tricks a day. So I became the best skateboarder in Australasia from that like little couple of months at Lance's ramp, and there's no way I would have been at Lance's ramp if it wasn't for Gary Valentine. Was that in the, the snake end, pit, that ramp? No, Snake Pit is in Australia. That's a skate shop. We were sponsored Uh, by Snake Pit. So Gary and I were Snake Pit guys. And then we came to America, skated with Lance. And then we came back and ran Australia. Because I I won street contests and vert contests same day. As a vert rider. Yeah, (laughs) because nobody knew yet. We were, you know I mean? We were way ahead of, we saw you guys. And I came back with like all you guys' shit. And we were like uh, the best guy in Australia. No one had done... You know, gay twists and air to fakies and blunts and pivot to fakies. Like, we had all that. So when I came back, everyone went, holy shit, you can do that? And then everybody else started doing it. So we, like, created a little thing there. But it, but uh, more Gary. Three Gary, tricks a day, too. That's, that's some progression. I never right forgot. There, yeah, everything. I learned body jars. And then five minutes later, I learned fast plant body jars. And then slub plants and sweepers. Like, every day I would just, like, reel off, like, whatever's on that lev- on that scale. I'd do every version of it. Shh. And then so next good. day, again, three, over and over again. Wow. Good advice for people trying to get good. Yeah. Uh, question we got to get into because our audience, a lot of them are snowboarders. You got any experience snowboarding? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, I snowboarded when I was a kid in Australia. Not that great of snow. Um, but, yeah, I was one of the first people to snowboard in Australia. And then I think I snowboarded a little bit here, but I just never snowboarded a lot. I snowboarded in Australia, and I was like, cool, Uh the board wasn't that good. There was definitely no stuff to do skateboard shit. It was more of just uh, – because I grew up skiing, so it wasn't that big of a deal to snowboard. And then when I came to America, you guys have snowboard parks where I was like, okay, now I like – like now you guys are talking. And I think I snowboarded a couple of times with like Rune Glyphberg and and Mike Crum and, and some Omar Hassan's people, like some skater dudes that could snowboard. So I'd hang out with them a little bit and then – I started snowboarding when I was on DC. I stop and start, but I started snowboarding again when Ken sponsored me, and Ken had the fucking snowboard park, so I would come up here and snowboard. And then he's got all these rails, and he's making me do all these rails, and I don't do rails in, on skateboarding, but in snowboarding it's easier to do. <clears throat> and he's like, go down that, and I did, and I made it. And I'm like, holy shit! He's like, go down the double kink, and I was like, okay, and I made that. I'm like, fuck yeah! And then what's that dragon rail thing? Mm-hmm. I backside lived that. And I'm like, I've never backside lift a fucking handrail in my life. And I was like, woo, what's up? <laughs> and then he goes, try 50, he's like 50-50 to board slide down the double kink. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be sick. So 50-50, board slide, eh, and then fall face first and oh. hit my shoulder. And I remember like, I hit my face in the snow and I come up and I'm like, ah. I'm like, I fucking dislocated my shoulder. And he, he goes, ha, no, you didn't. And I'm like, nah, dude, I did. 
And he's like, oh. And I knew he he knows he's a little bit of responsibility because it just kept escalating. Like, mm-hmm. every time I do a rally, he's like, that was cool. What about if you did this? And I was like, yeah, we're on a roll. Let's go. So got hurt, sat out for the rest of the weekend while everybody had fun. Then the next time I go there, I'm there with Travis Pastrana, and he's like, let's do uh, backflips. Like, dude's fucking obsessed with that <laughs> fucking trick. And he can't snowboard at all. He can't make it to the jump. No, and yeah. I can enough to get to the jump, but I don't do backflips, dude. And I got skateboard rodeo in my head. As soon as I go upside down, I look to one side. So I go flying up upside down at a decent height, and I start to look the other side. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm not going to go all the way around. And I nose the nose bit into the ground when I land, and I just <laughs> shoulder block the fucking landing <laughs> ramp. But it tore my knee, it blew, blew my ACL oh, out. Damn. So I'm on the I'm on the couch <laughs> the whole weekend, like. <laughs> Fully blown out knee, <laughs> watching all these other... Then I see Travis, like, try a backflip and his head hits the yes. the, 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 the takeoff because he, he the came at the jump at, like, three mile an hour because he couldn't snowball. He yeah. like, oh, watch out, what? And then backflip. Like, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Getting his head on the lift. It's the DC yeah. Mountain Lab era that was just golden years. Right, so that ended my snowboard career because that was when I was still skateboarding and I really hurt myself and I was like, okay, note to self... Don't snowboard anymore. And then I think after a few years passed, I snowboarded again with Benji Madden, but in a way where I told myself when I got on the mountain, if you see a handrail, stay the fuck away from it. <laughs> like if you see a fun box or whatever it is, you had your fucking fun. Just do some calves, dude. Like yeah. live, go home. So then that was my snowboarding. Like maybe once or twice a year, I would do some calves with somebody who isn't a maniac. <laughs> and then uh, I think last cu- I went snowboarded with Dingo. A while back and was like, oh my God, dude, I'm not going with you anymore. Like you go too fast. <laughs> I'm too old to go that fast. Like if I fall at that speed. It's going to hurt. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to have a permanent injury. And I'm like. Yeah. Well, you kind of went out on top of the mountain lab, yeah. like fucking spearing your nose into the ground on a backflip. That's kind of going out like a champion. Yeah. Okay, you good know? then. Because that sucked. I was like that. I felt stupid. Right, right when I took off, I was like, "You idiot!" <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I thought you know you're a skateboarder and you know you've snowboarded. Fucking, ba- I'm doing backflips yeah, on a trampoline. Like, no like how fucking hard can it be? <laughs> and as soon as I took off, I'm an, I grabbed it because I'm a fucking skateboarder and like, yeah. I was like, "No, you go that way." <laughs> oh. Well, let's hit a guest question for our good friend, the Dingo. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, g'day, mate. Fucking. Yes. All right, so I was the officiant at your wedding. Uh, that that that's actually probably one of the most uh, honorable things I've ever done. And I've turned down many many more weddings for you. I just you know like you're you're my fucking you're my fucking brother. Oh. And I love you. Um, I'm supposed to ask you a question. Snowboarders. What right um what what? Well, all right, here it is. What? Who, <laughs> Who's a better co-host, me or uh, the Birdman? Tony Hawk or me? Oof. Fucking answer it right now. What a dick! That's in the a, hot seat. Yeah, that's a tough one. You're a fucking asshole, Dingo. Man, everybody that's cool except Todd Richards is an asshole. Um, <laughs> man, I mean, you fr- you're you're not a co-host, you fucking lunatic. You're a madman on a microphone. <laughs> so I, I treat you completely different. I steer you. And with Tony, he does his own thing. So, And I feel like there's where I think Tony and I are more consistent because it's a more consistent game plan. But I think Dingo and myself are have had 
some of the best radio bits ever. Just not as consistent, but when they're big, they're huge because we're both total accidental geniuses. So if we both hit it on the same day, it's it's a legendary day because we've done some shows. I don't remember all of them, but I know that the fans, we've done some shows that people never forgot. So Tony regularly because... And I haven't seen him as you know. I don't know. It seems like it seems I'm just, like you're kind of dodging the answer. You kind of got to you got to answer with a firm Tony Hawk. Oh, oh wow, <laughs> Dingo! <laughs> that one hurts, doesn't it, Dingo? That's fucked up. That fucking hurts. Why would you ask that? Plus, plus you're you're currently working with Tony. You got to say, Tony. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, a bird, oh, no. it's the Birdman. Come on, Dingo still comes on the show. Oh, he does. Okay. okay, just not every show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff he does. I don't know. If Dude, yeah, you, you know do that. I want to dive into you Australians. You yeah, guys you throw guys around are, the word the word cunt a lot, yes, and that's like yeah. a no fly zone in the in the states. So is yeah. it, you guys got international waters. You, it's kind of like uh, over there. Like you, you, guys, hear you guys are it, all you hear it like it's time times and a place. A you know, I used to say it all the time because that's how I talk. But now I feel like you know, if there's um you know a restaurant or something, I'm definitely not going to say it. There's people that don't know me, I'm not going to say it. But if I'm on a show where you ask me to be on there, you know who I am. Like, watch out, cunt. <laughs> it's gonna happen, but yeah. Or if I get really angry, then because I talk way more Australian. If I get angry, mm. and if you talk more Australian, that it depends where you come from in Australia. I'm from Bogans. You know I mean, I'm a I'm a like a Hessian uh, redneck of Australia. Where's Bogans? Bogans is like a Hessian redneck. So like my father and all his friends smashed beers and did burnouts, ram cars, and stole shit. You know, like scumbags. Mm-hmm. So scumbags talk like that. Like English guys, Cockney. Mm-hmm. I'm from like a, you know, I mean, a straight fucking that. Hey, can't let's fucking go, mate. Fucking that. <laughs> fucking ripping up, mate. Can't fucking that. Fuck. Yeah, those guys. That's where I come from. So mine's watered down mm-hmm. to be so you can understand me. That's beautiful. Well, let's get into a little section of the show we call Hot Takes. Yeah. Okay, we like to ask the MJ or, you know, the Michael Jordan or goat of skateboarding. Who you got? What do you mean? Who's the greatest of all time? Michael Jordan. Oh, oh, Michael Jordan or a, oh, no, Michael no, Jordan, Michael of, Jordan skateboarding. of skateboarding. Like who's the oh. who's the who's the the greatest of all time in skating? Uh, well, you can't. It's like saying because yeah, you you if you may if you started it and and reshaped everything, then you get extra points. Like I don't think Rolling Stones is the best band in the world, but they resh- everybody copied them. So Tony Hawk is the Michael Jordan easily. Yeah. He did it when nobody did it. Like Danny Way is probably the best vert skater I've ever seen or all-round skateboarder that I've ever seen in my life, in my opinion. But he came after the fact. There were people that were inventing stuff bev- that was seemed far more impossible at the time. And less credit, less business. You know, this is just some small-time shit. These guys were little and they were doing... Uh, you know, Caballerial, Steve Caballer, like a Caballerial. How many people do owe him that? You know, and then Tony's fives and seven twenties back when nobody, you know, I mean, people, the best of the best could do gay twists and he was like doing sevens all day. So yeah, I would have to give it to him. Okay. Uh, if you, <clears throat> if you had a one Hollywood actor play your role in life, mm-hmm. who would you want it to be? Russell Crowe got fat as fuck. So that doesn't work <laughs> out anymore. Uh, Crocodile Hunter died. <laughs> That'd be sick. That Solid would be answers. sick. Oh, mate, I'm Jason Ellis. <laughs> Crockies, you know. That'd be fucking that sweet. That would be great. 
<laughs> fucking Matt Damon or wait Thor. Thor, there you no, go. Okay, yeah. yeah, Thor's cool. Or Ragnar. Oh, those are great answers. Yeah, yeah those guys solid. are cool. Okay, worst trend. What you got? Worst what? Worst trend. Like worst trend that's going on. Just oh, in oh, oh, uh, sh- girls' shorts that are up high and long on the back, high waisted. Mm, like high-waisted. Trying, you try to deny your ass. Oh yeah, the fuck mm-hmm. is that? You guys yeah. figured out how to make your ass look bad. Yeah, and that's a that's a pant you want to wear. Yeah. <laughs> Very, Very confused. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. I get it. You haven't done that pant for a while, but fuck, man, it's not working out. There's a reason why they haven't done it in a while. Yeah. Put those exercise pants back on. <laughs> those things are the future. It's a, con- the it's future. a, confusing, it's a confusing time we're in yeah. right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if you had advice, if you could give advice to your younger self, what would you say? Don't worry so much. Mm. It's going to work out. All right, uh, Ellis, we've been kind of going for a minute. I know you're on some time constraints. You're a busy man. Now, do you want to throw out any thank yous or anything before you get out of here? Uh, thanks to all my fucking st- those questions, you <laughs> bastards, man. <laughs> that was gnarly, but it also it was really cool to hear people that I like so love so much to say nice things. That really meant a lot. So thank you, and thanks to you guys for having me. You got a really good show. Thank you guys you. are fucking pro as fuck. Thank you. Appreciate Mad respect. It. Yeah, really I'm listening to your shit. That. I can't believe I didn't know it. But then again, I'm new to podcasting, so I'm like, I have like 10 podcasts that I know of now. I'm pretty fucking new to the game. There you go. Yeah, like, when we started, I hadn't listened to any, and all, all of a sudden, that's all I do is listen to these podcasts. And right. There's so many good ones, yeah. Right, because if you're in the game, you got to know yeah, everyone you else, you got to know right? what's yeah. up. Yeah. Well, hey, like I said, if you never need any pointers, you can hit us up. Uh, so I want to say thank you, well, guys. Also, do you want to mention any of your shows? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Jason Ellis Show. Yep. If anyone wants to check that out, it's free everywhere. Uh, podcasts are available. And then Hawk versus Wolf. Same thing, podcast available everywhere, myself and Tony Hawk. And then I, the Jason L Show has a Patreon, so it's Patreon forward slash Ellis Mate. And that's two Jason L Shows a week and two solo uh, Jason L Shows a week. So four shows in total. Also, you got a fight coming up? Yeah, fight Luis J. Gomez. It's comedian dude's going to go to sleep somewhere around November. And that's it. I'm done. Ellis Mania, right? Yeah, Ellis Mania. I don't have the tickets on sale yet, but if you go to my website or just type, if you Google Jason Ellis, it goes to my website, thejasonellis.com, and then the tickets will be on sale hopefully soon. Then there'll be a pay-per-view, so if you can't make it to Vegas, you can all watch me beat the shit out of this guy. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Thank you to our listeners, Patreon members, sponsors, anybody that's bought a piece of merch. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you guys next week over and out from the bomb hole. Thank you so much for listening to our episode this week. But before we get out of here, Chris, what do we got? Well, we just want to let you guys know to write a review on Apple Podcasts. Hit the five stars. Say whatever you want. We don't care. Just write a review. That helps us out a ton. And then... Our usual stuff, check out our Patreon. You can find a link at bombhole.com. You can also find all of our store and all of our merch items available at bombhole.com. And mainly, and most importantly, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. Bombhole.